Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, somebody shout out, it's me. It's me. It's me. <laughs> I'll tell you next week some, some miracles that just happened between what I shared with you and uh, before I walked right up here. I'm just telling you, he's up to something. He's up to something. He's up to something. He's up to something. How many, how many thankful you're a part of something? Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Well, so we're in this collection of talks and uh, around the subject, Worship 101. If you brought notes or notepad or if you've got a smartphone or bless your heart, if you're still working with that flip phone, we believe in breakthroughs coming for you too. <laughs> somebody said, text message, what is that? I live life stress-free. Maybe we should all go back to the flip phone. Come on, somebody. And uh, so Worship 101, I wanted to, just to kind of slide in for the next uh, last week, this week, and next week to kind of just talk about the basics of worship and, and um, excuse me, just hearing some of the, some of the conversations this morning at, as we've met and prayed for you guys and your family and the direction of the ministry and, and just what an what a, what a inspiration the message was last week. And it just held, it gave, it gave purpose behind what we do. Because you can say, well, I worship, but to give you purpose behind what we're doing. And so last week we looked at, and I titled last week, what's the big deal? Like, what's the big deal of worship? And, and we, talked, we talked about the fact that everybody worships something. Everybody in here worships something. Everybody say something. Like, whatever you're focused on, that's what you worship. What, somebody said, well, that, that's, that's kind of weird. No, no, no. Whatever your, your attention is on, whatever you focus on, that's what you're worshiping. That's what you're giving your time to. And, and, and it, it, it could be, um, it could be a, a team sport. It could be your spouse. It could be a mentor. It could be um, the Daytona 500. I'll stay right there. Those of you missed last week, you just missed out. It could be your vacation spot. Whatever you focus on, that is what... You worship. It could be a paycheck. Come on, somebody. Do I worship that? And, 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 and we looked at the connection between our praise and worship and joy. We, 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 we talked about the connection that when we worship, something changes, something connects, something shifts. I'm telling you, something has shifted in here. We actually had one of our students, uh, Nathan, uh, Michael, that was in here. I, I don't know where he's at. Is he in, right there? He said... He said, he said, I'm, 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 I'm uh-uh, I got to keep moving. But he said these words. Now come to me. Let, let, uh, it's better coming from you. What'd you say? You said, you said that there was a, di- about, I don't want, I'm not trying to, but what you said, you're talking about the difference between worship and then the end? Yeah, that it, held, it hit a lot different. It felt more. No. <laughs> no, he said it. Did y'all catch what the students, that's the new, the new lingo for the kids. It said it hit different. It hit different. Everybody nudge your neighbor to him and say it hit different. He said there was something different from the worship that we did for 25 minutes versus the one worship song we closed out with. And I'm going to tell you, there was something that hit different between the 25 minutes today and the, and the, and the atmosphere that had shifted in here just through that song he just sang. 
God turn it around. Like there was something. What is that? That's called an expression of worship. It's, there's joy. There's, that's how it should be. We shouldn't come in here and go, well, I just dread today. I, I just hope he doesn't. He just, I just hope he don't step on my toes today because mama said my roast would burn. And I, I just want to come in here and do this thing and, and die and go to glory one day. No, man, you got breath in your lungs. That means there's a purpose. There should be passion inside of you pushing towards your purpose. That's why, we've, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Do y'all understand? It's why we're here because we've been pushing forward and towards our purpose. Hallelujah. 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 People often ask, what is worship? And I, I shared with you last week, worship is this. Worship is the outward expression of what's at the center of your life. So, 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 so if you come to church and your worship is more reserved, and we talked, I'm not going to go back to all that. You can go back to the podcast. But if it's reserved here, but yet you get out on the foot, out on the football stadium, and they're, and they're moving that little leather ball down the field, and you're about to lose your mind. All your hair is out of place. There's a problem because you're expressing what's at the center of your life. There's nothing wrong with college football because y'all know I bleed um, um, scarlet and gray. Buckeyes, that's God's team. I I know the Gators. Y'all don't understand all that, but it's okay. It was the crimson blood that that ran from the cross. There wasn't no blue and and orange. I know. I'm just just playing. Somebody say, what you doing? I'm just letting you know, man. it's, it's exciting to be in the house. Yes, it is, brother. Yes, it is. Amen. So we talked about how we are commanded throughout Scripture to worship God. Commanded. That's big. Commanded to worship God. So I start thinking, what's one of the biggest things that fights against you and I to actually come in here and worship? Because let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. It takes a lot, some of y'all good middle of the third song before you get a release because you remembered the fight in the minivan on the way to church the dishwasher exploded on the way out y'all just slammed the door and said whatever happens when i get back that's i'll deal with it later right all of these things are are messing with us and we come in here and see so so we're at you're at a disadvantage because we've already done what what we do together we've already done that two hours before you got here the entire service minus the preaching we're already, we've already, we've already dropped and, and let go of all this other stuff, right? So, so, so what are you saying, B? I say you should get prepared before you come in here. Come on, Y'all didn't bring your clothes in a suitcase, come in here with no clothes on, and then say, I'm going to put my clothes on now. Amen. No, you got prepared before you came in here. Now it's time to do more than just your outward. Let's talk about what's going on, on the inside. Let's get ourselves prepared on the inside so that way there is nothing, no refrigerator, no argument, no, no kids smack talking, back talking where my parents at. That can hinder me from expressing my gratefulness to God. What, and we're not going to worship a building. Don't un, my excitement is not in the land. My excitement is in God and what he can do. So, so, so I, I thought about what's one of the biggest things. And, and today we're going to be looking at what our response should be in the middle of circumstances. That, 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 what, what is the one thing that, that hinders us? It's our circumstances, right? Lost my job, got a flat tire. I mean, what, it's our circumstances. Our circumstances is what consumes our mind and prevents us from worshiping God to the level that he wants from us. So we're going to be looking today at what our response should be in the middle of our faith journey when life doesn't happen the way that we think that it should. 
when life doesn't, just doesn't make sense. So what do we do when this happens? What should our response be? The answer could be found in, the, in today's title of the message, which is simply this, worship through whatever. Whatever. Just what it, whatever it is, no matter how big it is or how small, whatever it is, worship through it. Now, <clears throat> but Pastor B, we only come in here once a week. I understand that. But what did we talk about last week? Worship is more than just song lyrics on a screen. Worship is more than just uh, lyrics in a redback hymnal. Worship is my expression of what's happening in my life. How do I worship? I can worship by serving someone. Amen. So when life throws you a curveball, continue to serve through whatever. When there's a decrease in your pay or an unexpected bill comes, the very first thing that we're, we tend, I'm just talking real stuff, the very first thing we tend to hold back from is not our Starbucks run or our McDonald's pickup or our Hardee's drive-thru. It's our tithe and offering. It's the first thing we run to. It's the first of the list. We just say, well, I can pull that back and I can make it. No, no, no. When things are bad, you go, God, I'm worshiping through my giving. Amen. Okay, let me keep moving. We can worship in many, many, many different ways. Serving others, giving, giving, to continue to giving, to uh, give to others and loving others. So my very first point today is this, write this down. Worship through it. It, whatever it is, worship through it. Worship through it, give through it, serve through it, love others through it. Amen. I, got, I got one for you. My married couples, where you at? I got one for you. When you're, when you're, when you're at odds with your spouse, worship through it. Serve her through it. Serve him through it. Amen. There you, go. you can't be mad at somebody that you serve him. Unless. <laughs> Here's your dinner. Bam! <laughs> huh? Your dinner's in there. Come and get it. Where are you going? I don't know. You don't need to know. Now, it's not serving. <laughs> I can't even look at Amy right now. <laughs> That's never happened, but why'd your eyebrows go up? Oh, better not ever? Is that what she says? <laughs> better not ever. That's what I'm screaming. Mmm. <laughs> That nervous golf laugh she got going on down there. So, 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 we see through Scripture, throughout Scripture, story after story after story, people who are walking through or in the middle of circumstances that they didn't ask for. Anybody in this room? Something happened that you didn't ask for. Okay, God, I did not select that one. But yet they chose to focus on God and refuse to let what they were going through dictate the direction they were headed. That's what worshiping through it looks like. Okay? So let me just stop right here and say this. Whatever you intentionally focus on, you unintentionally magnify. Whatever you intentionally begin to focus on, excuse me, whatever you unintentionally begin to magnify, like you just, just, I'm, it's just got my attention. Fox News, CNN, whatever. Whatever you're unintentionally just, you will intentionally start to magnify. And whatever you magnify, that's what you're worshiping. You can't figure out how come you got so much stress and, and anxiety in your house is because you're turning on five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day of nothing but stress. Come on, bro. You're feeding. The dog that you feed is the dog that leads. Worship through it. Worship through it. Worship through it. Listen, don't watch your circumstance. Get in the Word. Watch what God will do. Stop watching reality TV and let's get into Word and see, see what God will do. Come on, bro. Huh? Huh? Come on. Man, I, 
Sometimes we be watching that Bachelor stuff with Ansley Grayson, and I'm like, I am so glad I'm, I don't have to date no more. Now, I still date her we, on the reg. We, 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 you know, dates be hitting different when you're 46. But I'm like, man, this reality stuff, that's not reality. They're getting paid extra money to be the criminal in this season. Huh? Worship through it. Worship through it. Let's go to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. I don't hear no pages or nothing. Y'all just looking at me. Oh, y'all, the screen? We can take care of that. I'd rather hear pages flipping. That lets me know because if, they, if, they, if, they, if I don't hear that, that means it ain't been open in a while and I'm hearing that. <laughs> Pastor, I just don't know about you sometimes. I don't either. This is what it says. Mark chapter 12, verse 28 says this. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. Everybody say debate. debate. Religious people love to debate. <laughs> Nothing's changed. They did it then, 4,000 years ago, still doing it today. Religious people love to debate. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied these words. The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord your God is one and only, is the one and only Lord. And then he goes on to say, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Listen, Jesus gave us the instructions on how we are to walk daily. Listen, whenever you and I position Christ at the center of our lives and we give him everything, our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength, that's everything. That's, that's, all, that's, all, that's my entire makeup. That's true worship. When I give him all of that, that's true worship. Amen. Funny fact about worship. Worship acknowledges the fact of who's, a, who's in authority in your life. Worship acknowledges what's at the center. Is it football? Baseball? Hunting? What's at the center? Worship is a sign of obedience. God, I, I don't know what you're doing right here, but, but I'm going to trust you. That's what, that's what obedience looks like. That's what worship through it looks like. God, I don't understand. I don't know why this happened, but I trust you for my life right here and right now. I trust you. Order my steps. The challenge for us is when a crisis hits, crisis, a crisis will steal our focus. Things can be going great and something happens. Where's your, where's your mind go to? That problem, that circumstance. So it's our circumstance that robs us of our ability and desire to worship through it. Have you ever had something stolen? Anybody ever, anybody ever had anything stolen? Have you ever had something stolen that after a couple weeks, that thief then got back in your house and slid that one thing back in your left jean pocket that you haven't washed and is sitting in the, in the closet, you know what I'm talking about? That, that thing that you put there, you ever had that stolen? You blamed, you blamed everybody else. You blamed everybody else. There's a little story. A couple years ago, Amy ordered something on Amazon. Amy, I'm looking at our UPS man. Amy. Mr. Paul, 
Amy ordered it. It was a new pair of shoes. And I got this thing. It's called yeah, OCD. If it sits around, like shoes don't, in a box, don't just sit on the living room couch for weeks. Like they need to go somewhere. I don't really remember what happened. I'm just telling you what my problem has been, my record. She swears to this day that I threw that box away with shoes in it. Now, I don't really know why I would do that. And I'm still, I'm still looking for them. <laughs> I don't know where they are. But the thing is, the enemy is stealing from you, and what you don't understand is you've got what you need, and you've had it the whole time. But instead of your focus being on, I've got it, I, I, I've got what I need to, to, to run after this, go and pursue this. But instead of focusing on that, I'm focusing on all this little petty stuff. And it's robbing you of your worship. It's robbing you of your desire to follow your passion and your purpose. We don't have a cure for cancer. We don't have the answer, but we know who the answer is. And his name is Jesus Christ. I I don't have the answer for your problems, but I know who holds the answer. He's just waiting for you to put the answer in its place. Two plus two is four. Yes. In the math that I took in school, two plus two is four. But you don't get the answer until you drop it down and put the answer in its place. What, what am I saying today to you, church? I'm saying that you need to take the answer and put the answer in its place. If he is not the center, the answer will never come. Amen. Are you following me? Are you following me? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. All things begin and end with Jesus, and all things are held together by him. That's the Bible. So how do we worship in a time of crisis? So glad you asked. How do we worship in a time of crisis and extreme worry? I want to give you three things, then we're going to go home. You ready? I want to give you the first one. Here it is. Worship is focusing my attention on God. Talking about how do I worship through it? How do I worship through it? Whatever it is. Worship is focusing my attention on God. Get your mind off of it and get your mind on him. (coughs) When I focus on God, I can worship through whatever. Here's the challenge. We're really good at saying it. We're really good at reading scripture. We're just not so good at living it out. We're good at declaring and speaking it, but we don't put our our faith action behind it. Therefore, we don't really believe it. We're just going through the motions. I heard somebody say that today, going through the motions. Man, we don't want to go through the motions here. I want to experience Christ every, every time we're in here together. Because there's something new coming at me every day. There's something new coming at you every day. I need, I need something in here today that I, can, that I can tap into tomorrow to go, mm devil, not today. I'm, I, okay, okay, that's what you got for me? I'm going to worship through it anyway. I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to keep on loving. I'm going to keep on giving. <clears throat> worship is focusing my attention on God. Here's the challenge. Don't just speak, because oh, I'm good at speaking in faith, but I, I'm not so good at standing in faith. Why is this? Because some of us are educated beyond our level of obedience. We know, but we're not obedient. Do you hear me? Some of us have been educated. We've been taught. We've been educated beyond our level of obedience. 
Let somebody beside you tell them, say, it's time to be obedient. It's, it's, t- it's time to start today. It's time to start. It's time to start playing games. Listen, the same thing that God is doing for this ministry is the same thing God wants to do in your home and in your lives. The same breakthrough that we're seeing today, God wants to do in your life. The same breakthrough that happened, he will do in your life. Get connected. Be consistent and be obedient to the assignment. I'm taking that out of two weeks ago message. Obedience is everything. Let me say it this way. Our worship and devotion to God cannot be circumstantial. I can't worship God when all my circumstances line up. And, that, and that's hard for me because I like all my stuff to line up. That, that I'm in a good mood. Typically, and everything's lined That's me, me personally. Anybody else? If things don't go your way, you cock an attitude? I need a, every lady in the house, stop looking at your husband. I just saw eyes. It's like, <laughs> y'all think I'm kidding. I be seeing elbows flying, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, Jesus, be right there. Be a fence. Be a fence. Listen, think about it. On Palm Sunday, and Easter's, Easter's coming up. We got some stuff to tell you about that. That's another day. But Palm Sunday, just think about it. When he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, all the people, all the people were, were just, was, oh, we love you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes. Waving palm, palm branches. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And just a few days later, they went from blessed is he who comes to crucify him. Why? They gave him lip service. Always, always, let me, let, me just, let me just give you a piece of advice straight from, 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 from my, my earthly father. When people shower you with all this praise and we love you and all those things, run. Run. Don't let them in. The enemy is trying to pull you in. Lip service. Lip service. Are you still here today? Are you still here? Are you still with me? There's energy in this place today. I'm telling you what. The question is, where are you placing your faith? That's the question. Where are you placing your faith? Let's go to Jude chapter 1. Jude chapter 1. Hey, Jude. I don't really even know that song. That's just the first part. Let me read it this way. Uh, This is in the NLT. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await in the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. The question is that we all have to answer today is this. What's your foundation? Straight from that verse. What is your foundation? Am I building my life on thoughts of faith or fear? Remember what I've always told you. There's no difference of is it faith or is it fear because fear is just faith in reverse. Fear is faith in the wrong thing. Okay? During seasons of uncertainty, we must focus our minds on God. Basically, what I'm saying is bring Jesus, bring God into the equation of whatever your problem is, bring Jesus into the equation. But instead, we're trying to bring all this other stuff. If I can just have this house, I'll be good. If I can just have this relationship, I'll be good. If I can just have this job with this income, then I'll be good. Bring Jesus into the equation. Seek first the kingdom, then all of these things will be yours. According to his word and his will. It's got to be his will. His will for your life. All right, let me go back to Mark 12, uh, verse 30 again. It says this, um, And you must love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart, soul, mind, 
and your strength. Point number two, worship is an expression of my affection to God. That's what it is. Worship, what we do in here for 20 minutes, that's an expression of my, of my love for God and appreciation for God. When I'm serving, when I, when I, when I, when I come back and I serve in the kids, that's, that's, that's expressing my affection for God. I had somebody ask me one time, this change purse that I, that I bring for the building fund every week, is it making a difference? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's making a di- every penny, every dime, every dollar, every Benjamin, all of it is, has gotten us to this place. Amen. It's your obedience. Amen. I'm trying to connect. First Peter 2.9. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, but you are... But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. Turn to somebody beside you, tell them, say, I'm chosen, and so are you. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness. Let me just stop right there. That's the reason to worship, because he called me out of the stuff (laughs) it got me out of the stuff that I put myself in it wasn't nobody else's fault it was my fault it was my choice and he forgave me and he brought me from a mighty long way he pulled me up out of that the ashes he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light it's important that we get this because expressing our affection to God has everything to do with why you and I were created my exp- it's why we were created. You and I were wired and built to worship. That's why the enemy fights all that. That's, I say it all the time. If there's going to be an argument between a husband and a spouse, it's going to happen on the first day of the week. That's called Sunday, the day you're supposed to be going to church. It's true. Why? Because he understands what worship, the importance, the enemy, the devil, Satan, he, and I don't like to give him a lot of credit, but he was the choir leader in heaven. I mean, just, his body was, was, there was no instruments. He was the instrument. He was all of those things. And he understood. But he wanted the attention to go to him. And God kicked him out of there, out of there. Why? He, under, he knows how you're wired. Our purpose is to worship. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do the, the mic and the singing thing. That's okay. Can you serve? Can you give? Can you love others? Amen. I had somebody I, came up to me just, just a second ago and said, my business is going to sponsor all of the land clearing for the property. That happened today. Hallelujah. That's worship. That's worship. That's worship. And then somebody else said, I just gave $1,800. I don't care about the money. All I'm saying is, it's happening. It's happening now. It's happening now. I cannot wait to walk back in that bank with a check that goes, in less than a year. Now show me the papers to the next one. Because we got a building to put up. That one's going to be a little more expensive. (laughs) But look at our faith. Look what, we're, look what we've done. In a small congregation, look what, we, look what we've done. It was God. He, he gets the credit, but it was our obedience to his calling and to his assignment. Not my assignment, not Release's assignment, not Dennis Weber's assignment, not an elder, not a board, not, a, not a nothing. It was his assignment. My last breath will be drawn staying committed to the assignment. Stay put and stay in place. 
Boy, you don't even know. All right. I wonder what would happen if we reversed the same energy that we have in doubt and fear and unbelief and all this anxiety, if we would reverse that same energy into trusting God with the outcome. Come on. Huh? What would happen if all the energy and all the angst and all the anxiety and, oh, my God, if we took that same energy and applied it to just trusting God to see you through? Sometimes I don't know whether to shout, cry, dance. I don't have a clue. I want to do all of it. And if I could all at the same time, y'all would label me crazy and put me in a jacket. <laughs> That's probably offensive. I just, I, I, I don't even know. Politically correct. If you're looking for politically correct, it ain't me. But I, don't, don't, don't trip. He ain't through me yet. Amen. And neither you. I ain't tripping about some of y'all. Come on, somebody. Just trying to bring it all back down to the same playing field so I don't feel all alone out here, okay? Listen, true worship is an emotion. It's an act of obedience. Psalms 100. Psalms 100, verse 1. Psalms 100 says this. Shout shout with joy to all all the earth. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to shout. Well, shout what? Joy. You just shout and the joy will come. Well, well, I don't know if that's for me. No, it's for you. It says it in the word. All the earth. If you're taking up space here on planet earth, that's for you. All of us. Shout with joy to the Lord. All the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him. Come before him singing with joy. Psalms 98.4 says this. Shout to the Lord all the earth. Break, hmm, Break out in praise and sing for joy, Psalms 98, 4. That word break out in the dictionary, it means, it literally means a forcible, I couldn't read that right, a forcible escape. That's what break out means, forcible escape. So what happens when you come in here and all that's on you, you make a forcible escape and you say, this will not hinder my praise today. This will not hinder me for the direction that God has called for me and my family. I'm making a forcible escape. Forcible escape. So when it's, man, when I'm believing for a breakthrough, you know what that means? My breakthrough is going to get, it's got to come forcibly, forcibly. Man, I'm running. I'm not waiting for God to let it show up wherever he's telling me to go. I'm running to it. I, if, he, if he's putting my hands on it, I'm going to rip it to shreds. G- get it out of the way. Devil, you have no place. Move out of the way. Move, devil. Get out the way. See, all this stuff was, was... Everything that was created was created by God and for God. It's the devil who took and twisted it and perverted it. And people making millions off of it. So when I say move, devil, get out the way, doggone it, I mean it. Get gone. Gone. You need a little help with that? Check these two angels right here. They got you. Man, you need to, that's the kind of faith you need, to, you need to feel like. You, you need to not feel like. You need to know that you walk in. That his angels are encamped about, round about me. I had a guy from another church in this city met me years ago at our house right after we first moved here. He said, the angels, uh, army angels of heaven are with you. Not just angels, but warring angels. What's that tell me? That my life, I'm engaged, I'm living, I'm walking, I'm breathing in a war. This is not a cakewalk. Man, the territory and the stuff that we've been taking back 
people's lives. The, the devil don't like it. He does not like it. Amen. You got to get forcible and it just get out the way. Amen. Get out the way. Praise has a way of shifting my perspective about my current situation. That's what praise does. It has a way of shifting my perspective. Some of all, all you need is just a perspective shift. That's all you need. Your breakthrough would happen if you would shift your perspective. Well, I need him to, I remember what I told you. It's not about seeing it. Well, I got to see it first. No, you don't. That's not faith. Come on, nudge your neighbor to him and say, break out. See, my praise is not predicated on my circumstance. My praise is predicated on who God is. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm coming down the home stretch. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 says this. For our present troubles, what you got going on right now, are small and won't last very long. That's what the word says. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. The glory that's coming with that circumstance will last forever. Your problem is just a season that you're in right now. Anybody got an issue right now you're, 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 you're walking through? Anybody? Anybody want to be real honest in church? It's a season. It's just a season. It's just a season. It's just a season. Yet they produce for us a glory that outweighs, outweighs them and will last forever. So, don't, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our eyes, fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. I want to be looking at kingdom things. I want to be looking at kingdom relationships. I want to be looking at, at the kingdom blueprint for my life, for this ministry. That's what you need to say. God, show me the blueprint for my family. I know this is a season where I'm at, but show me how to, how to build from where I'm at. And let, let's, let's, let's make this thing happen. Amen. I didn't say talk to your spouse about it or your kids or your friends on Facebook. I said talk to God about it. Amen. Say, God, show me how to do this. But it's going to require your obedience. All right, Mark chapter 12 again. One more time. Let's do it. And you must love the Lord your God with what? All your... And all your... And all your... And all your strength. Number three, worship is using my abilities for God. Worship is using my abilities for God. I'm just telling you. If you gave whatever, if you give towards this thing, the, the blessing and favor of God will not be held back from your life and your family. Listen to me. I'm not just trying to drum up something. I'm telling you because you put your, your desires on hold to make sure that his purpose happens now. And I guarantee you, your passion, he will, he will make sure that it comes to fulfillment because you put God first and at the center. I just believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It's happening now. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And the New King James Version says this. Verse 5. But you be watchful in all things. Everybody say you. you. Say me. me. Yeah. Be watchful in all things. All things. How, how much is that? All things. And then this. Endure afflictions. What's that mean? Don't give up. Don't give up. Endure it. Worship through it. Do the work of an evangelist to fulfill your ministry. You, you may not have a ministry that's behind the pulpit, but can you serve? That was what, what Jesus did for 33 years. He served people. You don't need a platform, a mic, and some lights, and a website. All you need is an availability to say, God, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. Amen. You got a phone? 
Let me see your phone. Throw it up. Let me see. Phone, phone. You got one? You got one? Everybody got one? Can you text somebody? Amen. Love somebody through a text. Amen, I get texts. I get, uh, as soon as dad passed away, because dad used to do um, um, daily devotions on, 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 on uh, email. He would send out, I can't tell you the number of people. Anybody in this room ever get the email from dad? <laughs> I start getting text messages with scripture verses from people that he sent emails to. So the seed that he planted, I'm now reaping the harvest for something that I, they didn't even know that I needed. Amen. What, what's happening, B? It's the, it's, what, it's the foundation of what has been instilled in my life. It's the word of God. And I cannot tell you the times over the past year and a half or since October of tw- uh, 2020, how much I, those scriptures I've needed. So, so give to somebody, serve somebody, send them a text. You don't need a, a, a platform, but you got a phone. A text can make a difference in somebody's life. Amen, it's going to require your obedience and your availability. Amen. Obedience to do it and availability if they need you afterwards. Amen. Did you write that down? Because that wasn't in my notes. That's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Be the most encouraging member of your family. That's something Dad was. He was an encourager. Didn't matter who you were, where you were. He would find you in Walmart... And he would encourage you, didn't even know you. He, would, he, he just sent something on you. Be an encourager. In closing, someone said, I never thought he'd get there. <laughs> and this is not necessarily the way that I would choose to end a message. Let me just be honest, okay? Because I believe we're supposed to end on a high, and we will, but I want to leave this with you. You'll face more storms in your life. You will. You'll face more storms. If you're in one right now, there'll be more. If you just came out of one, get ready. A storm's coming. But over the past two weeks, I've I've, I've shared with you. What's What's the big deal with worship? It's huge. It's everything you need to get through that storm. Well, that sounds like I'm gonna have to do something. You are. You have to worship through it. Somebody told me a long time ago, spoke over my life, said, you're a wet worshiper. I was like, okay, I sweat a little bit. What's that mean? No, you're a wet worshiper. Because I'll go through storms, but I'll continue to worship anyway. Will you worship wet? Or would you have to, does everything have to be a dry, sunshiny day? Man, if, if, if it's a storm, I'll worship wet. I'll worship when the sun shines. It don't matter. Because my praise is not predicated on my circumstance. It's predicated on who God is. And something that I've learned in this season that I've been in is that God will use some of the most painful experiences as a platform for your purpose. Did you hear me? God will use some of your most painful experiences if you'll let him to be a platform for your greatest purpose. You're going to go through storms. Here's the twist. You decide how you're going to walk when the storm hits. How are you going to walk? How are you going to worship? You're either going to be sad or you're going to sing. You're either going to look at the pain or you're going to look at the past pain 
and see an opportunity to praise as the worship team comes. Actually, that song, the tithe song, let's do that song, okay? You can either look at worry or you can look at an opportunity to worship when the storm comes. For me, I choose to worship through whatever. I choose to worship through whatever. Anybody, anybody ready to worship this week? He's going to sing that last song on the way out. I'm, worship through whatever. Worship through whatever. Worship through whatever. If it takes putting on elevation worship in your car as you're riding from one place to the next, then worship through whatever. If it, if it calls for you to start serving somebody, worship through whatever it is. Worship through. Worship through. Serve through. Give through. Love through. Through it. See, that word through is powerful. Because you're, you're like, well, I, no, I'm in it. No, you are, but you're going through it. Through it. This, this, everything, is, everything is through. There, there's nothing stops. Time doesn't stop. I'm just, I'm just passing through. This is not my home. Chiefland is not my residence. This is my temporary home. But I'm going to be found faithful with everything he's put in my home. Can you say that? Are you willing to say that? Everybody say through it. Say through it. Say I'm going through it. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. Through it. Through it. So Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, we seal it with an amen, so be it, Selah. May the blessings of the Lord and favor continue to rest upon this home, this house, and the lives that it represents. If you're here today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today, and you say, I need to accept Jesus into my heart. Pastor, will you pray for me? Like right where you sit. I ain't coming down. You don't have to walk an aisle. I want to pray for you right where you sit. If you say, man, I have been moved by this service today and I know that I'm not where I need to be with God and I want to make things right today. Maybe you've already prayed a prayer at some point in your life, but you're, you're wanting to re, re, redo. You want to redo. Man, I need to redo every day. <coughs> if that's you, when I count to three, will you shoot your right hand up just as fast as you can? You say, man, I, want, I need to redo. I, I need to repent. I, I, God, forgive me. Man, help me through this. I, I'm going through. I'm through it. Help me through it. Because I'm going through it. Hmm. On the count of three. One. All I want to do is pray for you. I'm not coming to you. You ain't coming to me. But God's coming to you. I promise. One, two, three. <laughs> Hands up all over this room. Keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Anybody else? Keep them up. Keep them up. Father, I repent. Father, I repent. Just start saying that. God, I repent. He, he already knows. You don't have to say it out. God, I repent. God, Father, forgive me for my sins. Father, cleanse me from all everything that is not of you. Father, cleanse me. Put me on a new path. God, I dedicate, I dedicate and rededicate my life to you today. God, I am yours. God, I want to worship through it. God, I want to be pushed for passion. God, I want to be pushed for purpose. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, forgive me. Come on, just say, say, Father, forgive me. I'm not perfect. You already know it. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my deliverer in times of need. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I believe that your life will never, ever be the same again. Because God is turning it around. In Jesus name. Well, thanks again for tuning in. 
To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.